Hi friends, it's me, Diana Piquet, and it's Weight Loss Wednesday. Welcome. I'm a West Coast mama who has yo-yoed with weight my whole adult life. Over the last couple of years, I've been really doing my best to lean hard on a self-loving approach that would keep my weight in check, and it was realistic enough for me to do for the rest of my life. I'm really tired out from 40 years of losing a bunch of weight and then slowly gaining it back over time. It's been exhausting. I wanted to take care of this beautiful body of mine because I love being alive and I want to be a vibrant, confident, and healthy version of myself. I've been learning, journaling, reading. I've been listening to my own self-talk. I've been making some mistakes and yet observing my confidence growing week after week. I wanted to share my journey because I know what it's like to feel embarrassed or alone over this issue. And the truth is you absolutely are not. I hope you have a listen and I hope that in some way you can take some of this, apply it to your life and see some benefits. I'm so excited to share with you. And as always, I'm cheering you on from Huntington Beach. Hey guys, it's me, Diana Piquet. Thank you so much for tuning in for this Weight Loss Wednesday. I had mentioned to you that I was going to start for 2023, bringing in some guests to talk about all things on the podcast. Um, I actually have some like big goals for the podcast, but today I'm bringing you one of my favorite people in the world. Well, actually my favorite person in the world, my husband, Thomas. He has made some really amazing changes over the last two and a half, three years. Uh, His first massive change was that he quit drinking altogether, and he was like a fun IPA guy, Um, and he gave up drinking altogether. He stopped for a short time to see if it would help with some uh, blood test levels and just ended up stopping altogether. He liked it. He felt better, and um, he slowly has taken, I feel like, that and sort of leveled up, and so I wanted to talk to you a little bit about what's been going on the last six months for him and his body composition changes and just all sorts of things about that. So without further ado, welcome, Thomas. Thank you. Thank you. So I guess the first biggest noticeable thing that anyone uh, comments on when they see you now is you have lost how much weight? Um, Probably in the last six months, about 30 pounds. Mm-hmm. And then so six months ago, what did you start doing? Um, well, so you kind of alluded to it earlier, the, the January of 2021, um, had a routine blood test that came back with some markers for, um, elevated liver enzymes, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, so that was not a good thing. And so doctor recommended to clean up the diet, clean up the drinking. Um, And so what I chose to do was go fairly strict Mediterranean and stop drinking altogether alcohol. Um, And I don't really drink anything back then. All I would drink is beer or water and coffee. So that wasn't, there's not a lot of sodas. I stopped drinking sodas back in 2014. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and so she said, come back in six months. We came back and I said, I'll be back in two months just to make sure we're making progress. And within two months of stopping drinking and eating more Mediterranean focused, 
um, everything had changed. So everything was back to normal. And she said, you know, go ahead and you can, you know, start introducing things back in. And I just said, I think I'm done um, with alcohol. So that was kind of the shift that started things. And then I kind of figured, well, let's just see how that goes and, and how I feel. And, you know, there's the physical feelings, then there's the emotional feelings, um, the social aspects of it. You know, alcohol is definitely a social lubricant, um, but I didn't find it was super necessary. And I actually found it more um, socially enjoyable for me coming from the perspective that I remembered more of what was going on in those social events by not being inebriated. I remember you saying you felt like you were more present. Yeah, more present. I actually, you know, you could kind of direct rather than sloppily move along into um, funny and, and those kind of awkward less inhibited situations so I just thought it was better so I thought why not see how long we can roll this situation and and just continue on and, and the goal was not really like a, a huge goal or a milestone to achieve I didn't have a number in mind as far as like well I can make it a month or I can make it two months or um, anything like that I just figured that this would just be a way of of doing things and so um that was the goal and so that so, was like your first that was the first base step thing you did was you cut out alcohol i think cut out alcohol changes and then the next thing you did was probably the salads yeah that was that was kind of in lockstep so the goal was to eat more mediterranean really the goal was whole foods so not processed foods or not something that required like man-made intervention, um, at least one meal. And so salads were the thing. And it wasn't like I was throwing, you know, blue cheese dressing on a salad. It was pretty much oil, vinegar, like, um, you know, olive oil and balsamic vinegar as a dressing, an avocado. You know, everything was pretty much whole. There was not anything processed. Maybe I guess you'd say any kind of nuts were you know shelled and roasted but everything was raw form and except for feta cheese so um, that was really the goal was to see how whole food eating would couple with that and so being kind of a data junkie cutting out alcohol and then changing that I did lose a fair amount of weight especially given that we were socially engaged pretty regularly with people and the IPAs are pretty high calorie so I think when that all happened I don't even remember what my weight was um, as far as the number but I know that (laughs) that was a that was a uh, fairly robust staple of my diet was drinking on the weekends at least if not a day or more during the week and then the bad choices of neglectful food that went along with it so getting rid of that kind of cleaned that up and that was 
that was kind of a new baseline. So the goal was just, let's see how long we could do this, at least the salad for lunch or dinner, depending. And then um, I only usually eat two meals a day. So it's kind of like intermittent fasting, but I just found that I didn't need three square meals a day. I just felt better having waiting for lunch. Um, I was less hungry by lunchtime and then was good to go. Oh, I know that you had um, some sort of a moment six months ago that kicked you off on this because you are what now six months into exercising every day. Yeah, prior to that, there had been a couple things. I felt like I was getting stuck with um, the volume of salad that I would eat in a day is massive, right? It's probably like a trough of spinach and a lot of whole foods. And it just, it wasn't making a lot of change to my weight. And so one of the things I thought of was, well, smaller salads. Let's go with smaller salads. And it just, it's hard to work a smaller salad because of the amount of ingredients we put into it. So that never really worked out too well. And then you and I started splitting salads. Mm-hmm. And so that was helpful. It shaved off at least a third of what I was normally just consuming. And so then it was like, okay, you know, let's try smaller salads. And that didn't really do anything to the number of my weight. And um, then it was like, okay, well, you know, we were, I think we were walking. Yeah, we were walking a few days a week. A few days a week. Four or five days a week. Exercise wasn't really consistent. And then... You know, it was kind of like, I think it was beginning of this year. So January of 22, it was thought, well, you know, what can I do? It's been a year since I stopped drinking, roughly. What can I do next? So salads are still going on. No alcohol still going on. And then kind of dabbled with some things over the next few months. Actually, I think I had another blood test and then something else came up and then I was like I gotta kick this into gear I need to level up I need what's next is kind of the way I thought of it and so I kind of pondered that a little bit I think we started working out at home a little bit doing like TRX and that was good and then but it just wasn't consistent so then fast forward to April, April or May, and that was kind of when Atomic Habits, the book, came into our vernacular. So someone had mentioned it or it was starting to get press online. I don't know when it actually came out, but I bought it. I bought the physical book and I had always struggled with reading a physical book consistently. I have a library full of one chapter read through books and it's it's frustrating. So I set out to be like, okay, here we go. This is going to be a new thing. I'm going to start. I'm going to commit to this. I'm going to commit to journaling, which I had always wanted to do. And I'm going to commit to reading this book. And that was that. And in reading that book, it reframed a lot of my thought processes in terms of how to conduct myself. So I had done this thing, this big thing that that a lot of people 
got used to over the last 12 months, which was no longer was I drinking alcohol, but I was still fun to be around. Uh, didn't stop people from wanting to be around me. So that's a good sign. And then I figured, well, I've always wanted to become a reader. How do I become a reader? And inside the, the pages of Atomic Habits, it, it kind of talks to not really setting this massive intention, but just what can you do as a little thing. So I set the intention, I'm going to become a reader. I'm going to read this book. And I bought it and it came and it sat on my nightstand. And then you stole it from me and you started reading it. And then I got irritated with you and myself. And and then I was like, man, that's just such a bummer. I wanted to read this. And wow, what a great excuse not to read it because now you're reading it. And you're much more consistent with your reading. And um, of course, it was a great excuse for me not to face the fact that I didn't really step up to the plate and start reading the book. So you were reading it, I think you're about halfway through and we had been talking about it and it sounded great. And so I said to myself, man, it's just so funny how many excuses you make to just limit yourself. And it's kind of like, you know, alcohol and food and exercise and anything that you want to do to improve your life. You're like, oh, here's a perfect little excuse that I can use to just cripple myself a bit longer. And so I said to myself, well, I know something that she definitely won't use, which is my iPad. She'll never interrupt me. She'll never take it from me um, because you like physical books. And so I said, oh, well, I'm just going to download this book. So boom, I downloaded it and I started reading it and then I just poured through it. It was a great read. Very, very... Um, moving for me it it resonated with me and then it became the journey so i think i surpassed you in terms of reading it or you might have lost interest i can't recall specifically but the goal was it was a great read and it really refocused that two-step intention which was i want to become someone who journals and i want to become someone who can finish a book um, and it became i'm going to journal every day even if it's one sentence. And then it became, I'm going to read every day. And I wanted to commit to five minutes. And then that turned into 15 minutes. And then that turned into 30 minutes. And so coupling with that and the idea of atomic habits is about kind of stacking things. So I figured, what else can I add to this positive momentum of moving forward? And it was like, oh, I want to read and exercise and listen to classical music and so i came up with the idea of well why not combine them i can sit on the exercise bike read for 30 minutes and listen to classical music and get all three of those things done for the day and check them all off and be done with it and it wasn't really like okay i'm gonna do this so I lose five pounds. It was just like, hey, I just want to do this every day. And I'm going to just try to do this every day and see what happens without really any end goal. The goal was, let's just see what happens. And so funny thing happens when you kind of consistently do these things. 
is I started reading again since I think it was May I had in the last I don't know 15 years read like five total books and now I was like wow I finished a book and then we were out on our walks we were doing our walks more frequently and then we were downtown in Huntington Beach and I looked over at one of our walks and there was this dude who looked really familiar and I was like hey who's that guy kind of looks like the author of Atomic Habits and I thought well I'm just gonna kind of be bold and go down and if the guy isn't him I'll say wow you really look like him a lot and so James Clear was just hanging out sitting on on the corner uh, downtown Huntington Beach and I said hey is your name James and he said it actually is and the nicest guy super super nice approachable Chatted. Yeah, we got a picture with him. We got a picture with him. Right. He was very cordial and and uh, appreciated our insights about how much the book meant to us. And he was doing a local speaking engagement at one of the big hotels, which would have been cool to try to crash, but I wasn't thinking quickly enough on my feet that day. But it was super exciting to see him. We took a picture, and uh, that kind of cemented the idea of just you know what we're doing and and being aware of your your environment and surroundings and, and moving one step every day. So then we're doing, uh, you know, fast forward a month. I've now read two books in a month. Um, and that's, you know, almost 50% of what I've done in the last five years, 10 years. So that was motivating. And then exercise was going on 30 minutes, you know, with an Apple watch, you kind of get those three ring options and you, close out your three rings and so that was happening every day that was the motivation to kind of solidify my track record of actually accomplishing the thing so 12 hours of standing at least one minute a day uh, I forget what the active calorie count was of six or seven hundred calories a day and then 30 minutes of exercise a day and then that's that so there were some days when it would be, you know, late at night and we had a nice relaxing evening planned and then I had to hustle down before before it was too late to get in the 30 minutes. So it's like at 11:15 I'm frantically panicking putting on some workout clothes and then getting down to the garage where it's either super hot or super cold depending on the season. Um, and getting it done. And so that just became part of the, you know, you were very accepting of it. Our kids became very accepting of it. It wasn't like they thought I was crazy or anything. It was just 30 minutes. And it wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't life-changing. It, it's manageable. It's bite-sized. It's digestible and totally workable. And so after consistently doing that, you know, I've now read... I think I just finished my 15th book since May. So that's six months. That's like almost three books a month. Um, I've been exercising 30 minutes a day. Or more. Or more. Mm -hmm. um, because that was something you definitely leveled up. You started with the 30 minutes a day, but then you've gone from just uh, cardio on a bike to now a couple of days a week you're doing weight training for a full hour. Yeah, 
yeah, so that was, you know, that was stage one or version one was let's see what happens after 30 minutes of cardio every day. And it's not, you know, it's just 100 beats heart rate or higher for 30 minutes straight and a little bit of sweat. And uh, at the beginning, it was a lot of sweat. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, we added going to the gym and, and doing weightlifting. So that twice a week. And then that became, you know, going with a trainer twice a week. And so she kicks our rear end mm -hmm. twice a week. And that's been awesome. I think the interesting thing about this that I wanted to make note of for anybody that's listening is that you truly could literally walk away from your house for 15 minutes, get far enough away from your house for 15 minutes that it would take you 15 minutes to walk back. And you would be doing exactly what he's talking about if you're walking at a quick pace and for him doing that he's lost five pounds a month which doesn't sound like a lot but when you add that up over six months he's lost 30 pounds and also added a lot of muscle from the weight training right so, so he looks yeah. completely different yeah that's been definitely a, a significant side effect to the effort yeah for sure i ended up you know as your wife and watching you do it every day it was interesting to see how you started and how sometimes the plans would be out of hand and then over time, you evolved it to where now we know, like we traveled twice to a hotel um, in the last six months and you were like always like making sure that it had a nice little gym that you could go to or, okay, we know we're going to go visit aunt and uncle at this time. So I'm going to definitely get my workout in the morning. And it's, I, I really de definitely saw a parallel between when you first stopped drinking and it was like such a shock to the system for friends who were like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, how long is this going to be? And they, and then everyone just got used to it. They just were like, yeah, that's just Thomas. He's still just as much fun as he ever was. And, you know, he drinks Topo Chico now, you know? And then I also felt like it was sort of the same thing with, you mean you have to work out every day and now everyone just knows like, that's just your thing. Right. That's what you like to do. And yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't hurt that there's a definite side effect to it, which is weight loss, which is, I mean, I was able to continue working out through my back going out because yeah. that's a big trigger over time where it's like, oh, my back goes out and then it's a week of being out and then it's a, you know, a week of recovery and then now you're two weeks behind something. So just committing to you know a recumbent bike is really minimal impact on your body so it's just a matter of pedaling um, it's less painful obviously than a walk and uh, I was able to throw a back brace on and just pedal through so that was one thing and then during the same period I got COVID and then just said I'm not gonna be down for it so I just continued pedaling through that and I never felt really bad and then I think that was like the last time I was really sick so I don't know if all these changes have improved health as far as like immunity but it definitely seems like a side effect and then you know my favorite side effect is um I feel like uh I feel like a new toy for you because you definitely um, are blushing right now but you definitely look at me differently and not that you were ever 
not attracted to me, but it just, um, I'm enjoying new clothing, having to get rid of old clothing because it's just doesn't fit anymore. And that's, you know, I have shirts that I used to keep as like, oh, I can't wait to be able to wear these when I lose some weight. And now those shirts are too big. And just having that positive outcome is just a reinforcement to the effort. You know, my wife is more attracted to me. Um, and and that's always a good thing. Um, it definitely I feel is. better about myself in terms of my physical appearance and my health. I I do a body scan once a month, which is a a bit more um, um, another you know tool to to look at and analyze the data on, which says you know here's where you you might not move the scale, but you've gained this much muscle and you've lost this much fat. So even if the scale doesn't move, I can see that the things I'm doing and reinforce myself positively, that the things I'm doing are making a difference. And um, I think that's just the goal, right? Just doing the little things that add up over time. It's like investing for your retirement. Like no one wants to, you don't really desire it. It's, there's no payoff and there's no guarantee that you'll be around when it when it comes time to collect. But at the same time, that's that's our health journey and our health really independent of finances is the only thing that we have to measure life. You know, I mean, you can you can live till you're 90 but be crippled with pain or or a lack of mobility for 30 years, you know? So from 60 to 90, you're just a shell of a human and is that really living and we're just moving towards this inevitable end every day so why not try to be as healthy and mobile and energetic as possible and so for me that's always been the trade-off like I can barely keep up with my five-year-old in my current health like I can't even imagine <laughs> if I had continued drinking and didn't exercise every day what a struggle it would be to keep up with the energy level of that kid so yeah i mean i for sure feel like i i have noted a ramp up of just your general physical health your skin looks better i feel like you used to have all-nighters sometimes where you couldn't sleep that's very very much rare now you can just see when you get off the bike all the blood flow the sweat the vibrancy in your face and it just it seems like there is definitely those physical attributes obviously that have changed but then the side effect also of combining it with something that you enjoy which is you know the reading but it's not just one kind of reading it could be about the physical body it could be about brain health it could be about i mean you've read books on investing and so you oh it's all, always interesting to have lunch with you now it always was but it is interesting to watch you like, oh, I was reading this, I'm reading this book right now on investing and this guy says X, Y, Z and, or, you know, now I know more about advising my kids on getting their first car. It just, it has, it's not just a workout for your body. It's been an incredible growth experience the last six months of your brain as well. Right. Yeah. Which is cool. And I think just the, the ultimate goal that I'm trying to achieve is balance. So work balance, social balance, 
relationship balance, sleep balance, learning, you know, always, always just kind of keep moving the needle is, is what I want to do. So I want to be more physically fit. I want to be more educated. I want to be more in tune with my family and, and, and my relationships that matter and, and friends and, and our community and, um, just, yeah, making, making smart decisions. Yeah, there is nothing like feeling good. I would say that I'm 51 now and I'm feeling better than I ever have. And I think I can only attribute that to what I'm eating, uh, what I'm drinking or not drinking, and how much I'm moving my body. And it's it's hard to describe to someone who hasn't really put the emphasis on that in their life yet, how easy it really is to start. You could even start with like 10 minutes a day. Just getting up and moving and say, taking some deep breaths and getting more present with your physical body and kind of building on that. And it's just, it just makes everything cooler. It makes going to the park more fun. It makes road trips easier. Everything seems easier when you are more vibrant and vibrancy is key and that's mental and it's physical. So it has been interesting to watch you. I mean, you really have gotten to the spot where because i i said there's another podcast i did in the lead up i was i was like you guys are going to be so stoked to hear this because the guy is not trying that hard and i'm not taking anything away from what you've done but it's not been like you've had to be like okay lincoln i can't play with you i can't color with you at night i can't pick you up from school or hey clients i can't do a good job for you i'm putting everything to the side because i am now this you know, person who has to set four or five hours a day aside to, you know, eat a certain way or whatever. You've made some very, very simple changes. And I will say too, you've made these simple changes, but things like how much dessert you eat on Thanksgiving haven't really changed. I mean, you, you were able to partake, enjoy. I didn't see you holding back a whole lot. And it's cool to see because you still can have you know, those regular memory making situations where you enjoy the things you enjoy and still feel good afterward. Yeah. I think again, it's the consistency is, is the key. Consistency is the key. So we had a, we had a social event here for friends and Thanksgiving and I let not loose, but definitely I'm, I'm not living a restricted life when it comes to like never, having a drop of sugar or anything like that but it was you know I felt it the next day I had a I had a crappy food hangover and <laughs> that was the payoff it's kind of like oh my gosh like that wasn't really super worth it but you know I I'm I'm not going to beat myself up either and then for family thanksgiving with the big family it was like yeah I mean if I have this dessert that I make once a year, man, I'm gonna I'm gonna go heavy on it if no one else is. Um, and so I just, you know, enjoyed. Um, I don't know why, but the Thanksgiving was less reactive. Maybe I had less items. Didn't seem like it, but um, you know, the next day it was like, okay, well we we're in a hotel. You wanted to get going the day prior and you were kind of irritated that I had to 
work out and shower. So I was like, I'm just going to get up early and get it done. And so, you know, got up at six or six 30, went down to the gym, worked out. By the time I got back, you were still sleeping and it doesn't affect you at all. And I get the thing that I want to get done, done. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I'm not living this, you know, monastic life of just restriction, restriction, restriction. It's pretty free. And it's not, you know, it's not like I'm committing to running a 26 mile marathon every day. It's 30 minutes and it doesn't take a lot to just check that box. So it's been super nice. Yeah. That's been really cool to watch. It's very inspiring for me. Um, I, I could see myself going on a like six month jag of working out every day. Um, but I think what I love the most is that you have that 30 minute baseline, but you can do more if you want to. Yeah, exactly. And you've started you started with the thirty minutes a day, but you've grown it. You've even talked about, you know, adding in like TRX or something else on a couple different days. Um, but man, it just it's so nice to see you. You know, it's like a, a a bit of watching someone age in reverse because I've I've known you for eight years now. I think we're on our eighth year, uh-huh. and your your belly fat is much diminished. Your legs look super strong. You've always had back issues. Um, but those seem like they're less and less. Your arms are strong. You just look amazing. And I can tell you, you feel amazing. You've made some, not that you've made new friends, but you've definitely made time for regular friendship visits with other people that are interested in fitness and well-being and fun and all that. So it just, I feel like you've got an injection of vibrancy for sure. And 100%. It's, 100%. It's been amazing to watch. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Diana Show. If you want to hear about weight loss, you got to tune in on Wednesdays. And if you want to hear about parenting, self-development, second marriages, blending a family of seven people in a three-bedroom house, mental health awareness, and all the other things that are the pieces of the puzzle that have been bringing us joy, tune in on Mondays. To connect with me, I'm on Instagram at ms.dianapiquet. Thanks, friends.